Happy Hanukkah. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We continue where we left off. 22b. Psalm 22b, the ninth line from the top, from the bottom. The mother asked now on both Chizkiah and Rabavuah. The first three years, the fruits of the first three years, you're not allowed to eat from it. The Torah says, you're not allowed to eat. Which even Chizkiah says means, comes to teach me that you can't do anything with it that will lead to eating. You can't benefit from it and buy food with it. Tanya, we learn that that orly you're not allowed to eat. Only I would only know at least rachil you're not allowed to eat. Minayin, how do we know that you're not allowed to even benefit from it? You're not allowed to paint with it. You can't use it for paint. Well, you can't use it to kindle your 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 lamp. Tamad leima varaltem orlosay adelim loyechal. Tehidus is three times orla. Right. So it comes to teach me that not only aren't you allowed to eat from it, you're not allowed to benefit from it, right. you're not allowed to paint, and you're not allowed to use it for painting, you're not allowed to uh, kindle with it. Thais was asked, well, why do I need three times Arla? Once you tell me you're not allowed to benefit from it, anything is included, any type of benefit. Why does it have to spell out, I need a special teaching, I'm not allowed to use it for paint. Even after I know you're not allowed to benefit from it, benefit from it I would think it's still to use it for paint. Thais has to tell me again, Arla. Even the Torah tells me not allowed to use a paint. I would think I can kindle it. The Torah tells me again, you're not allowed to. Why? Because paint is, is, is no substance to it. Yeah. Even if you're not allowed to benefit from it, I would think I'm allowed to use it for paint, for dye. There's no substance to it. The Torah says, no, I'm not allowed to use it for paint. I would think that since the Torah tells me I'm allowed to benefit from it, I have to burn it. So I might as well, while I'm burning it, maybe I can use it for fuel, for lamps. He says, no, you're not allowed to. I need three times Arla to teach me that all three are forbidden. Okay, so what do we see from there? Let Abba's on time, the only reason why I know you're not allowed to benefit from it. Hey, you're not allowed to use it for paint. Hey, you're not allowed to use it to to kindle your your your, your lamp is because it says three times Arla. other than that, without that, I mean I would think don't eat, it only means don't eat. It doesn't tell me I'm not allowed to benefit from it. So I would think I am allowed to benefit from it. So this contradicts what the Chizkiah and, and Rabbi Vua says. They say, Rabbi Vua says, never the Torah says don't eat. It means you're not allowed to benefit. And Chizkiah says, it means you're not allowed to benefit. If, if, if that would be the case, why do I need a special Arla to teach me I'm not allowed to benefit? And for the Gemara, really, no, the truth is, itself means don't eat and don't benefit. But nevertheless, the Torah has to teach me by Arla they are, that you're not allowed to benefit from it, a special teaching, because a shiny awesome, there's different, it says, Lachem. To you. To you. So I would think, it yeah. means it's yours, you can use it. So now the title is to teach me. That nevertheless, that, that uh, no, that indeed it's permitted. Okay, so now that we have all these teachings that you can't use it for yourself, so what does Lechem ta- come to teach me? Well, comes to teach me what this Braise teaches. Lechem, Lerabes, Lechem comes to add this Amitua, Lerabim. We continue on 23a that if you plant it for the sake of the public 
Let's say Rashi says in the middle you're planting it in a public area. Yeah. It should be a tree. A beautiful tree. Beautiful right. tree, public area. So yeah. I would think that since I'm not planting it personally, that I'm not planting personally, it would be okay. So he says, no, that, that it's also forbidden. Well, wait, it seems like to you in the plural. That yeah, lechem, yeah. even if you're planting it for the plur, for the public, not for yourself, it's also prohibited. The first three years, the fruit's prohibited. Rabbi Huda disagrees. Rabbi Huda says, no, on the contrary, lechem, only right. for you, only if you're planting it for right. your pr- private use. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. argued that actually, he says, no, we're talking about you're planting it in your own private, private property, but you're doing it for the sake of the public. My time with Tanaka, what's the reason for this argument? My time with Tanaka, what's the reason of the Tanaka, the first opinion? It says in the Tatem, you will plant Leyachid Mashma, Lerabim Loi Mashma. I would think the Tatem means only if you plant it for yourself. So, Kasev Rachman Lechem, therefore the Tatem says Lechem to include Lerabim, and to Lerabim. So, the Tatem says it's an extra word. So it comes to add that even if you're planting it not only for yourself, for the public, you're also obligated. Because netatem, it's not, it's not the... Everyone plants for themselves. That's the ordinary way of things. It's not... People don't plant, you know, public. And that's the opinion of Tanakhama. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, no, netatem mashma ben means whether it's for the public or whether, whether it's for... It means both. So unatatem means either way. Ben lerabim, ben liyachim, vilachem. Ben yachim, ben rabim, lachem also means ben yachim, rabim, mashma, abadib, yachadib, ben yachadib, alizmaid. We have a rule when the Torah comes to teach me twice, it comes to add twice, it means something actually. Right, something is coming to, right, it's coming to actually tell you only one. So since the Torah says unatatem, in the plural, you will plant. Not only you plant for yourself, even if you plant for the public. And lachem to you means even if you plant for the public. So why does Tedus tell me twice in the country? Tedus is coming to teach me that it's not for the public. If you do it for the public, you are, you are exempt. Anything that's extra, that teaches me twice, comes to teach me that the first is not all-inclusive. When it says netatem, means no, only mm-hmm. private. Another challenge. Like the Gemara, now the so a Nazar is allowed to use wine, even though a Nazar can't drink from the wine. A Yisrael could use Terumah, even though Yisrael can't eat from it. So we see, even though you're benefiting from it, how are you allowed to benefit from Terumah? You're benefiting from it, using it as, as, as a Terum. You're saying you're not allowed to eat from the Terumah, you're not allowed to benefit, the Jew, is, Jew, the Jew is benefiting from it. Why are you allowed to use Terumah? Why are you allowed to use, why is a Nazar allowed to use wine? 
or a kain truma, you have to be able to eat it. Eid of Tchumen is only kosher if you're able to eat it. The Nazar can't eat it, can't drink the wine, and the, right. the, the, the Yisrael can't eat the truma. Right. So it actually says, Gemara gives two explanations, either because, because since you can uh, take back your, your Naziris, you can, re, you can take it back, you can change it, you can go to the uh, rabbi, it's an oath, basically it's an oath, and you can take it back, you can undo the oath. So therefore, you will make it wine. Or by accident, you could. No, not by accident. You can go and too. say that you right. you take back your oath, you regret your oath, and the rabbi will be matted and therefore now it will become kosher for you. Now you you will be able to drink the wine. Even truma is also like a neder, like an oath. You can take it back, uh, and then it becomes like tevil, and then you can separate a portion of it, and the other portion okay. you can eat. That's one explanation. But the other explanation is because it doesn't matter that you can't drink from it. It doesn't matter that you can't eat from it. Because this, the as long as somebody can eat from it, the Nazir can't drink the wine, but everyone else can drink the wine. You, the Israel, can't eat from the truma, but a Kayin can eat from the truma, and that's and that's good enough. The reason why 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 do you need this explanation? Because there's an opinion. The question is, if the reason is because you can take it back and it becomes tevel again, reverts back to tevel. It's ben hashmashes. The question is, and then you would have to, you're still not allowed to eat it. Tevel, you're also not allowed to eat it. How does it help you? If you take back the wine, now I can yeah. drink the wine. But if you, if you re- take back the truma, you, you sanctify this as truma, you take it back, you ask the rabbi, you want to be matin nether, you take it back, now it's tevel. You're not allowed to take tevel on Shabbos, so it's still, I still can't eat it. The answer is no, it's ben hashmashes. Ben hashmashes. The question is, that's an argument. The rabbi and the rabbi, they allowed to separate tevel ben hashmashes, take the truma out and then le- eat the leftovers. So depending on that, if you say you are allowed to, then, then that's the reason why, since I can take it back. But if you say you're not allowed to, it doesn't help me. Then you have to say the reason is because since a kayin could eat from it, it's good enough for me. I, it's not I have to eat from it. Somebody has to be able to eat. But nevertheless, we see you're allowed to benefit from truma. How is the Yisrael allowed to benefit from truma? He's using it as zedev trumen, which enables him and allows him to eat, to go walk. question is there is an opinion that holds that you're only allowed to make a native trumen for a mitzvah only in the case of a mitzvah you have a mitzvah to fulfill to, to, go, to go greet your rabbi to go learn Torah a yeah. mitzvah was not given for benefit so even though you're not allowed to benefit from it I'm allowed to use it for a mitzvah so you could have, you could have um, so according to that opinion there is no question not a question, but we're asking according to opinion that says no, you can use an adiv even not for a mitzvah. If you could only opinion, you could only use it exclusively for a mitzvah, then there's no question. You're not allowed to benefit from it. Nevertheless, for a mitzvah, I'm allowed to use it. Mitzvahs are not given to benefit. Mitzvahs were given not for our personal pleasure and benefit. It's for a divine and godly purpose. Right. It's to forget a mitzvah is to forget about yourself and forget about your benefit and your pleasure. To do the right thing, do what Hashem needs you to do and wants you to do. So according to that opinion, it's not a question. We're asking according to the opinion that you could make an aid for other things, even for your own personal use. So how you allowed to benefit from the truma? This is a question Rabbi Vua, so Gemara answers. The Gemara says, Amir Apapa, Apapa answers, Shiny, Hasim, there's the Fadamakra, the Pasuk says, Trumaschem, your truma. What do you mean your truma? That even though it's sacred and you have to give it to the Kayan, you can't eat from it, but you're allowed to benefit from it. 
V'idach. What will Chizkiya do with through Maschem? Chizkiya, according to Chizkiya, there's no question in the first place. The Torah says don't eat. It doesn't say lo yeyachel. Whenever it says don't eat, it does not include benefit. So I would never even entertain the thought that you're not allowed to benefit from it. Why does the Torah have to teach me through Maschem that you're allowed to benefit from it? Why do I need a special teaching to teach me you're allowed to benefit from it? So he'll answer, through Maschem, no, it's, the Torah is not coming to teach me you're allowed to benefit from it. He means the Kol Yisrael is referring to the Truma. There he's talking about specifically the Levi. The Levi has to give from his miser, from his gift that he got from the Jewish people, the 10% that every Jew has to give to the, the Levi, he has to give 10% of that as truma to the Koyim. So he's referring to Maschem, your truma. He's not coming to teach me anything. He's coming to tell me, referring to your truma, all the Levim, all your truma, you have to give 10% to the Koyim. Okay. okay. The Gemara asks again in Rabbavur, challenges Rabbavur, Vare Nazir, and Nazarai, the Chibayayi, Vare Nazir, it says, Machmad, Amr the Tayyar says, Mechartzanim Vadzag, from the shell of the grape till the, from the skin of the grape till the, uh, the kernels of the grape, you're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to eat the grapes itself, you're not allowed to eat the, the skin of the grape, you can't eat the kernels of the grape. Utnana, we learn, so it says clear, it says, Lo you're not allowed to eat. And we learned, Marvin in the Mishnah we just quoted, that a Nazir is allowed to, we're talking about the Nazirite, is not allowed to have any, not only, eat, not only, not only is he not allowed to drink wine, he's not allowed to eat the grape or the skin right. or anything. And it says he's allowed to use an native tchum, and the Nazir is allowed to use the wine as an native tchum. According to you, Rabbi, whenever it says don't eat, it includes not allowed to benefit from it. So how is a Nazir allowed to benefit from this wine and use it as his wait, wait, tchum? Would that be putting a Eve. stumbling block before him? You make an Arab uh, tchum? No, he's using it himself. He's using, wine, it himself. he's using it himself. How is he allowed to use it as Eidav Tchumen? How is he allowed to benefit from the wine? To go near it would be like a tempting. I'm a ma'azut, the Roshani Yosem, there is different. The Pasuk says, Nizroi. Shaloyet, it says his Nazar, call him a Nizroi, his Nazarite, meaning it belongs to him, he could benefit from it. Question is, why doesn't the Gemara ask, like he asked a moment ago, according to Chizkiah, yeah. Who holds that I would never even it's when the Torah says don't eat, I would never even entertain the thought it includes benefiting. It means right. strictly not eating. So right. I wouldn't even think. So why does the Torah have to teach me a special teaching that I'm allowed nizroi that I'm allowed to benefit from from the nazar is allowed to benefit from the wine? So there are there is a version that asks this question and the, and the answers it comes to teach me that al nizri megalech vein megalech al nizri aviv that. A person, a Nazarite, who becomes a Nazar, who becomes a Nazar on his own right, cannot use the uh, the sacrifice of his father. If his father dies, his father was also a Nazar, and he set aside sacrifices. Could the son, who was also a Nazar, use those sacrifices? So it depends when. It depends when he became a Nazar. If he became a Nazar before the father died when the father was still alive or he becomes a Nazir after the father dies so Nizra comes to exclude that it's, it comes to teach me 
that um, that uh, I think that if if it's, he makes another when the father's still alive, then he has to bring his own sacrifice, his own his own sacrifice. That's what the pasuk is coming to teach. It's only if he becomes another after the father dies that he can use his father's sacrifices. Whatever, I believe that's the case. I have to look it up again. Okay. Ravashi answers. Ravashi Yom, Ravashi answers. Kodesh Yia, Gadol Peres says that his here is holy. You have to burn it. So Gidule Kodesh, Vindavarach Kodesh. Only is here you have to burn. Only is here you can benefit from. But nothing else, the wine is not Kaddish. You're allowed to benefit from it. Now they drink it, we're allowed to benefit from it. Now they eat the grape, we're allowed to benefit from it. Where does the Taita say it? The Taita says, yes, the hair is holy, you have to burn it. Does it say only the hair? It doesn't say anywhere only the hair. The true answer is, like Mazutra says, because it says, Nizroi comes to teach me that the Nazar is allowed to benefit from uh, the wine and the grapes. Okay. Frankly, give more, uh, but another challenge, but a chodor, you're not allowed to eat from the new yield until you bring the Omer sacrifice and the offering in the temple on the second day of Pesach. You're not allowed to eat it at Etzimayim until this day, until the second day of Pesach when you bring the offering. Now we learn, you're allowed to harvest it and eat it if it's not yet ripe, if it's not yet ready, you can use it even for yourself. And even if it's fully, fully developed, it's fully ripe, for wheat, I'm allowed to feed my animal. So we see clearly that I'm allowed to benefit from it. Yes, the Torah doesn't allow me to eat it, but it means strictly eating, not benefiting it. I'm allowed to benefit from it, I'm allowed to feed my animal. So this contradicts our Bavua that says, whenever the Torah says don't eat, it includes also you're not allowed to benefit from it. I'm going to my answers. Shiny, awesome, there's different. I'm the the Pasuk says, It says, you're harvesting, you're cutting. It should be yours. Comes to teach me that this is the exception. That even though the title says don't eat, but you're allowed to benefit from it. According to Chizkiya, why do I need a Pasuk to tell me I'm allowed to benefit from it? I would never even think you're not allowed to benefit. Why would I think you're not allowed to benefit from it? Taylor only says you're not allowed to eat. According to Chizkiya, eat means strictly eating. There's no prohibition on benefiting it. So the Yeah, he's not coming to teach me anything. He's just he's just referring to the entire Jewish people, every farmer, every Jew, it belongs to you. Your harvesting belongs to you. Okay. Now the Gemara continues. This is a challenge both to Chizki and Abavur. Crawling creatures. Not kosher. It's disgusting. Not only not to eat it, which 
you're not allowed to do anything with it that will lead you to eating. You can't benefit from it and use that money to buy food to eat. So according to according to everyone, you're not allowed to benefit from it. With Nabalun the Mishnah, with Dogim. Those who trap trappers of, of wild uh, kosher animals, Vaifis and birds, with dogim and fish. You trap, capture non-kosher animals, non-kosher fish. You're allowed to sell it to non-Jews. A Jew is not allowed to traffic. A Jew is not allowed to do business with non-kosher food. But if you're, you're primarily doing business with kosher food, it just happens to be that, that you, caught, uh, you caught a non-kosher in your trap. You also catch uh, non-kosher fish or non-kosher animals. Just like a, a kosher slaughterhouse. You know, maybe even up to 40% of the animals turn out to be non-kosher. So you, you're running a kosher slaughterhouse where you end up with a whole bunch of animals that, that are today. So th- what am I supposed to do with it? They give them to the government. I don't, no, you don't give it. I'm allowed to. I, I don't have to go out of business. I no, can sell it. I'm not doing business with non-kosher food. That's not called doing business with non-kosher food. It just happened to be. So in that case, you're allowed to sell it. So what do we see from here? That you're allowed to benefit from it. It's a non-kosher animal. And you're allowed to benefit from it. Because we learn all non-kosher animals are the same, whether it's crawling creatures, anything non-kosher. So you're, the Torah says you're not allowed to eat, you're not allowed to benefit from it, and here the Torah says you're allowed to sell it, do business with it, if it happens to fall in your lap. Shiny awesome, there's different. The Pasuk says, Lachem. There, the Pasuk says, Lachem shalachem yehei. It should be yours. You're allowed to benefit from it. I have a special teaching that allows me, teaches me when it says don't eat, it only means don't uh, eat, literally. But I'm allowed to benefit from it. If that's the case, if there's a special teaching to teach me, I'm allowed to benefit from it. The rabbis can't prohibit something that the Torah clearly permits. If the Torah is clearly telling me Lachem, go, enjoy, benefit from it, sell it, use it. How could the rabbis make a prohibition from doing business with non-kosher food? Yes, I'm allowed to eat from it, but the Torah gives me permission to, to traffic in it and do business with it. Even initially, I should be able to do business, commercial business with, with, with non-kosher food. Maybe I'll become the biggest merchant of a chazer, of selling chazer, non-kosher so a food. Raise, uh, a Jew can raise pigs for sale? That's what Gemara is asking. You're not allowed. Yeah, yeah. The is asking. It's even a question are you allowed to own a stock in McDonald's? Are you allowed to own a stock in a non kosher food? You're like an owner. You benefit. You, you, you know, the whole business is non kosher food. Are you allowed, are you allowed You're to. You're open on Saturday and stuff like that, yeah. No, open on Saturday is any business, but that, that, that's not your problem. But, but the question is are you allowed to benefit? Are you allowed to own stock? The rabbis say you're not allowed to do business with non kosher food. Some rabbis say you're not allowed to. You have to be careful. Tadis says it should be. Meaning, meaning that the prohibition should remain. Even though you're allowed to benefit from it, the prohibition should remain. So even though that's, biblically I'm allowed to do business with non-kosher food, the whole thing is only rabbinic. But since the rabbis have an asmachta, the rabbis have something they lean on. The pasuk is hinting that we are meaning that even though the Torah is telling you, even though I'm allowed, allowing you to benefit from it, but still the prohibition should remain. Don't do business with it. 
But if you happen, it looks detestable. But if if you happen to fall in your lap uh, inadvertently, then of course you're allowed to. You don't have to lose money. You're allowed to benefit. Don't go out of your way to do it. So Jesus asks, how are we allowed to do business? How are you allowed to sell horses, horse trade, or sell donkeys? Right, right. If you're not allowed to do business with non-kosher animals. They said, no, we're talking about eating. Eating, right. Talking, we're talking about eating, but if you're selling the animal itself, which are, they're not made to eat. Or Most uh, donkeys, or donkeys, right, donkeys or camels are, are, are used for other purposes, yeah. not used to or eat. Only, thing, only animals are used to eat. Mother says, wait, but it says whoever raises pigs is, is cursed. Why? Yeah. Pigs are meant to eat. And, and biblically, you're not allowed to. We're saying, Yehu, you're not allowed to do business. Mm-hmm. So, why do the rabbis have to say whoever raises pigs is. Why? It's not a rabbinic curse. It's biblically prohibited. So, Taiswa says, firstly, the Torah prohibits you, the Torah doesn't curse you. The rabbis added a curse. Curse is the one who raised. Who raises uh, pigs? Yeah. But uh, otherwise, or Taisa says, the Torah doesn't allow you to eat, to sell it to a guy, to eat, to meat, to sell the meat of the of the of the pig. But what if, what if you you're raising it because you want to use its oil, you want to use its skin, its hide? Hmm. So I would say so. Biblically, there's no problem. But the rabbis say, cursed is the one who raises right. pigs for any usage. Okay. That's a good way to keep us away. <laughs> now the Gemara has, Why does the Torah have to say, The Torah goes out of its way. Because really you should say, Don't eat. Is coming to teach me something. Taita changes. It should not be eaten. Instead of saying directly, don't eat, it should not be eaten. According to Chis, it's coming to teach me, I'm not allowed to benefit from it. So why does the Taita have to say, lo yachil, you're not allowed to benefit from it? And then, and then need a verse to teach me, but I'm allowed to benefit from it. According to Rabbi Boa, no matter how you would say it, don't eat means don't benefit. So the Torah has to tell me, teach me that I'm allowed to benefit from it. Lachem. But according to Chizkiyah, he should have just said, don't eat from it, which means literally don't eat and nothing more. I wouldn't need an extra verse to teach me that I'm allowed to benefit from it. I'm allowed to sell it. Why does the Torah say, which means don't benefit from it, and therefore the Torah has to teach me a special teaching I'm allowed to benefit from it. Where do you think I learned this from? Where do you think I learned this rule from? That whenever it says means you're not allowed to benefit from it. Because since the title says wherever it says in the title don't eat, it means it's strictly eating, not benefiting. Only, only exclusively eating. But here the title says, Here the Torah says, "Lochem." The Torah says, "I need a special verse to teach me that I'm not allowed. To, I'm allowed to benefit from it. Why would I need a special verse to teach me not to benefit from it? Even when it says don't eat, it only means literally eating, exclusively eating. I wouldn't even entertain the thought. It means I'm allowed to benefit. Why do I need a special teaching? I'm allowed to benefit from it. 
So this proves to me that the Torah is coming to teach me that whenever it says lo yeyachel, it means I'm not allowed to benefit from it. And therefore, I need a special verse to teach me a lot to benefit from it. So this is the source. And from here I learned that the same is true with chametz. The same is true with, with chametz. It says, lo yeyachel. I'm not, allowed to, I'm not allowed to benefit from it, right? And the same is true by Shaira Niskal, we're going to learn. Actually, that gourd that killed someone, you have to kill, it says, lo yeyachel, I'm not allowed to benefit from it. Okay, this is the source. The says, right? The says, Chametz is not allowed to be eaten, which comes to teach me that you're not allowed to even benefit from Chametz. Right? Chizki says, ever says, lo yeyachil means in al to benefit. And according to Avu, anytime it says, don't eat in al to benefit. But Tani, this is a question on both of them. Tani, Lulun Abraham says, every yes, Agdili Yemen, every yes, Agdili holds, Tomel Atzmach. Ei Chametz also by Norkal Shiva. Rabbi Huda says that even Chametz after Pesach, Chametz that you violated the prohibition, you didn't get rid of. And it passed through Pesach, even after Pesach, you're not allowed to benefit from it. Rabbi Yesu Agdili says, I'm surprised. Even on Pesach, I'm allowed to benefit from Chametz. Echam is also about Nakal Shiva. It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah, I'm allowed to benefit. The Torah says he's not allowed to eat. The Torah says you have to get rid of it. It doesn't say you're not allowed to benefit from it. Why? It says, Lo yeyachel. Everything about a shiny awesome, there's different. So according to Rabbi Yisak, Lechak means, that it's yours. You're allowed to benefit from it. But Rabbanon, who argue with Rabbi Yisak, Rabbi Yisak literally is a sole opinion. He's a solitary opinion. He's only one who holds that chametz and Pesach, I'm allowed to benefit from the chametz and Pesach. In other words, I have to get rid of it. I can sell it to the guy, enjoy the money, burn it, enjoy the fire, enjoy the fuel. But the Rabbanon, Rabbanon who argue, all the rabbis who argue, what did they learn with Shalacha? I don't need a... What do you mean? You can't say Shalacha means you're allowed to benefit from it. They, rabbis hold you're not allowed to benefit from it. So we learn from Shalacha, comes to teach me Shalacha, the only chametz that Torah prohibits is your own chametz. But if it doesn't belong to you, if it's not your chametz, if it's a non-Jew's chametz, or belongs to the cactus, to the, to the sacred, to the temple, temple treasury, right? Then, then, then you don't violate it, even if it's sitting in your house. And even if it's another Jew, it's not really your chametz. Rabbi where does he learn that from? Since Rabbi Yisagalili needs to teach me that the Torah says it's yours, you can enjoy it and benefit from it. Where do I know that you don't violate, you're allowed to have chametz of an, you don't have to get rid of chametz of a non-Jew, or chametz of a gavoya, sacred chametz. So I think about three lecha, it says twice lecha. It says, and, 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 and the sourdough, you're, right, you're not allowed to have it. And, and all so one is to teach me that you're allowed to benefit from it, and one is to teach me you don't violate, there's no prohibition on the chametz of a non-Jew or, or sacred chametz. According to the rabbis, why does it say twice l'cha? Isn't one l'cha coming to teach me I'm allowed to benefit from it? No, he says, chad ben nachri shekibashtim, chad ben nachri shlekibashtim. 
I need two psukim. I need one verse to teach me that a non-Jew that doesn't belong to you, so that makes sense that you don't violate if his chametz is sitting in your house. You have no control over him. He's coming to touch me. Even a good non-Jew that, that's yours, you kvashta, he's your servant, he's your slave. So having his chametz sitting in your house, you would think you do violate. So the Torah tell me, no, you don't violate because only on your own chametz you violate. So I need the tulacha, v'yidach and abiyay the rabbis are right. I need tulacha to exclude both types of goyim, both types of chametz of anandra. So there's no extra lacha to teach me that I'm allowed to benefit from it. V'yidach, he'll answer you. Talas lacha, it says three times lacha. In Deuteronomy again it says lacha. So I need three lacha. Two lacha to teach me to exclude the non-Jews chametz and two types of non-Jews. The one that's independent and the one that's uh, under you conquered and the other lecha to teach me I'm allowed to benefit from it and the rabbis what are they going to do with the third lecha I don't need a separate lecha for for the sourdough and for the chametz itself the rabbis say no I need one lecha to exclude chametz and one lecha to exclude sourdough why do I need a separate, a separate verse for each one, because each one has an advantage. Chametz is edible. Sourdough is not edible. On the other hand, the yeast, the sir, the yeast. On the other hand, the yeast makes others chametz. The chametz itself, itself is chametz, but it can't spoil others. It can't make others chametz. Each one, if I would say one, I wouldn't know the others. The Tate has to spell out to teach me the prohibition of. Prohibition of that, that that Gentiles. I would think maybe in the Torah exclude that a Gentiles chametz I can keep in my house. It's only chametz, not yeast. If you only say one, or if you only teach me yeast, I would say yeast, not chametz. He has, he has to teach me both the non-Jews yeast and the non-Jews chametz. I'm allowed to keep in my house. Okay. And the third one is for the guy who's under you. His chametz also you're allowed to keep in your house. His own mitzvah to get rid of. <laughs> Let us say that Rabavu's rule, whenever it says means you're not allowed to eat and also means you're not allowed to benefit. It's an argument of Tanoyim. And Chizkiyo argues this argument is an ancient argument. Where do we see the Tanoyim argue in this point? We learn the Forbidden fats of an avela, of an animal, of a kosher animal. So Tater says, you can put it for any use. You're not allowed to eat from it, but you can put it for any use. Why does the Tater have to say for any use? Say, you can use it. I would think, I would think, I'm only allowed to put it to use for sacred. I'm allowed to use the chalev for something sacred. But the Mulechah's head yet, But for the work of a commoner, I'm not allowed to use it. It's forbidden. What do you mean to use it for for the sacred? Let's say you have to smear the skin, the hides, for the for the for the temple treasury. You want to smooth the hides or skin the hides. I'm allowed to use fat, which is forbidden. Why would I think that the sacred yes and and, and the secular not? 
because the sacred you find that the Torah allows you to, to use chaylev. The chaylev that you're not allowed to eat, you offer on the altar. Right, you burn it up. You burn it on the altar, on the holy altar. So right. you see that the Torah allows the use of chaylev, which is right. forbidden for the secular, for, right. the, for the mundane. Right. I'm allowed to use it. So maybe I'm also, the Torah allows me to benefit from it. Right, right. To benefit from it, the usage for, for the temple treasury. Right. But a regular person is not allowed to use it for, for, for mundane purposes. Right. Right. So that's what the Torah has to say. Right. No, any work is forbidden, is allowed, even for your own personal usage. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yisraeli. Rabbi Kiva says, no. I would think that chaylev to use for your personal usage for mundane purposes is tarred, it's pure, even though it's a nevela. Because a nevela is, not con- is a carcass, only the meat is considered a carcass. The, the fat is not considered part of the carcass. So there's no impurity. So therefore I would think I'm allowed to use it for myself and it doesn't impart any impurity. Avo. But but to use for sacred, to use on skin of sacred, since we learn that when it comes to impurity, the yeah. sacred is much more severe, right? It even has a fourth degree, a great, great grandchild of impurity. So I would think in this case, you have to consider it impure. So Taita says, no, I can use it even in the temple. There's no impurity whatsoever associated with the chet. Rabbi Yaisi Aglili will say, is saying, I don't need a Pasuk to teach me Tum and Tar for purity and impure. They're both considered impure. I need a Pasuk to teach me whether I'm allowed to benefit from it, I'm not allowed to benefit from it. Rabbi Kiva says, no, I don't need a Pasuk to teach me, I'm allowed to benefit from it. So what do I need the Pasuk for? Um, what's the argument? We continue on side B. My lab, how come if we get, this is the argument. When the Torah says, when the Torah says, don't eat from it, like Rabbi Vua says, don't eat includes don't benefit. Therefore, I need a special pasuk to allow me to benefit from it. They just said the kol malacha to be allowed to work with it. The Torah said, "Tell me kol malacha that not only for sacred purposes but even for mundane purposes. I mean uh, um, that even for that even for mundane purposes it's also allowed. You're allowed to benefit from it." is coming to tell me you're allowed to use benveil. is coming to teach me I'm allowed to benefit from it. And he's coming to teach me not only in the temple I'm allowed to benefit from it. Since you offer the chaylev in the altar, I would think that more so in the temple I'm allowed. He says even mundane things I'm allowed also allowed to benefit from it. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva holds. When it says don't eat, it only means strictly don't eat. I would never even entertain a thought like 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 Chizkiah. It doesn't say anywhere you're allowed to benefit from it. So why does Tate have to tell me you're allowed to work from it? So Tate is coming to tell me He's coming to teach me about purity and impurity. That I'm allowed to use it not only in mundane purposes, but even in the Temple Mount, because there's no impurity associated with it. See, Mother says Loi. So notice what's Rabbi and Chizkiah coming to teach me? It's an ancient argument. When the Torah says don't eat, what does it mean? Does it mean strictly don't eat? Or it means uh, more broadly, right? The the 
don't benefit. And they want to learn. No, that's not the argument in Rabbi Yisrochilu. Really, Rabbi Vo will tell you that everyone holds when it says leitoichlu. Both Rabbi Yisrochilu and Rabbi Kiva, everyone holds. It's unanimous. It says don't eat. It means don't benefit. Also. What are they arguing about? We already learned, we already have a verse that Nevela is allowed to benefit from it. Right? The Taita says, give it to a guy, give it to a gear, and sell it to a guy. Nevela, we, we learned. The Taita says, a carcass, dead carcass, what do you do with a dead carcass? Give it to the gear Taishav, the, right. the non Jewish convert, to convert it to a Noahide. And sell it to a non-Jew. Right. So I already know that the Torah allows me to benefit from from a carcass. But the question is, when the Torah permitted you to benefit from the carcass, what's included in the carcass? Is it only the meat, or is also the fat and the gid, the gid anasha, the sciatic nerve? It only includes it only includes the meat, the flesh, the part that you eat, not the fat and not the gid. So that I would still think it's it's prohibited from benefiting it. When the Torah says you're not allowed to benefit, eat, it means you're not allowed to benefit from it. So I need a pasuk to tell me. The Torah needs to tell me, no, you're allowed to work with the fat. That even the fat, you're also allowed to benefit from. When the Torah says I'm allowed to uh, give the, the carcass to the to the Toshav, to the non-Jewish gear convert and sell it to the non-Jew, to the idolater, it also includes it includes the fat and includes the sciatic nerve. So why do we need a positive tell me you're allowed to work with it? For purity and impurity. Like mother says... Your mother questions how do we know? So, how do we know that a Gidan Nasha is permitted? Rabbi Yaisi Aglili, who says, when the Torah permits you to benefit from the carcass, it only is talking specifically about the meat, it's meat, not the, not the fat, and not the Gidan Nasha. So the fat, he said, we have a special pasuk that says you're allowed to work with it, to teach me I'm allowed to benefit from it. But how do I know I'm allowed to benefit from the sciatic nerve? Rabbi Yisrael, we find that fat, the tater permits me, a special pasuk. You're allowed to work with it. All work. But the sciatic nerve, name of the asr, there's no verse that teaches me I'm allowed to benefit from it. So when the tater says don't eat, maybe it also means you're not allowed to benefit from it. So what it says, eat by same if you want, I'll answer you Hokinamidas. I'll tell you right. According to Rabbi Glue, Rabbi Glue holds like Rabbi Shimon. We learned yesterday, Rabbi Shimon Bechoy says, Yes, you're not allowed to benefit from the sciatic nerve. E by same if you want, I'll tell you, my slabakalvachaimer. He learns it out from a kalvachaimer. If fat. Sha'anush Kharis. Fat. What happens if you eat fat? What's the penalty for eating fat? Yeah, Your life gets cut off. You get cut off. Nevertheless, in this case, mutabano, the Torah says the fat of the of this animal of this carcass, I'm allowed to uh, I'm allowed to benefit from it. Gid, the sciatic nerve, which if you eat it, what's the penalty? You get lashes, but you don't get your life doesn't get cut off. Like that that uh, I'm allowed to I'm allowed to benefit from it. In other words, when the Torah says, 
When the Torah says that fat is the except, that the uh, uh, carcass, uh, the Torah means you're not allowed to eat from it. It means strictly not eating, but but uh, you're allowed to benefit from it. So in this case, so if fat, which is uh, the penalty, is so severe, nevertheless the Torah says when it says don't eat, it only means don't eat when I'm allowed to benefit from it. Surely when the Torah said don't eat the carcass. The, the sciatic nerve of the carcass, surely he means only I'm not allowed to eat from it, but I'm allowed to benefit from it. Dr. Gemara, Rab Shimon, the awesome. Rab Shimon, who says, I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to, Rab Shimon holds, Rab Shimon Bechoy holds, and we said according to the right, Rab Shimon Bechoy holds, you're not allowed to benefit from the sciatic nerve. Why? We have a Kavachaymer, learn from a Kavachaymer. Why don't you learn from the Kalvachaymer that if fat, which is such a severe punishment, the Torah says, you only are not allowed to eat from it, you're allowed to benefit from it. Surely the Gid Nasha, you should be allowed to benefit. Why should Rabbi Shemim Yechoyol be allowed to benefit from the sciatic nerve of the carcass? Because you can, you can refute this Kalvachaymer. Chelev, the Torah allows you to eat fat of a chaya, of a, of a wild, undomesticated kosher animal. Seven undomesticated kosher animals, there's no prohibition on its fat. You can eat all of its fat. But the sciatic nerve is prohibited equally both in an animal and in a chaya. So therefore, therefore, even though it doesn't have such a severe penalty of karas, but you see it's stricter. So maybe in this, that's why in this case, the Torah says don't eat and don't benefit. Even though fat, you are allowed to benefit. Because fat is, is limited. The restriction of fat is only on a kosher domesticated animal. The three domestic kosher, kosher domesticated animals. Not on the seven kosher wild animals. The Edoch and the other one will tell you, the one who says, who, does, who holds it is a kavachaymer, he says, this is not a refutation. The Torah is telling me, don't eat a carcass. He's talking about an animal. He's talking about animals. Within animals, it's a good kalvachaymer. That chalev is not allowed. And it's strict, it's severe, the penalty is so severe. And yet the Torah says, I'm allowed to benefit from it. So how much more so the gid, I'm allowed to benefit so that's the end of all the attempts to refute Rabavur and Chizkiah. Now the Gemara is asking, Mechdi, let us look. Let us see. What's going on here? We brought all these verses and we answered. We asked a question. It says, don't eat. And now to benefit. And yet we find you are allowed to benefit from it. And we answered. So Chizkiah and Rabavur, what are they arguing about? Because it's the They disagree regarding Chomets and Pesach according to the rabbis, right? Rabbi Yisrael says you're allowed to benefit Chomets and Pesach. But the rabbis say you're not allowed to benefit Chomets and Pesach. So they're arguing where you learn it out from. Rabbi Yisrael says you learn it out because it says Lo Yachal Chomets. And before it says you learn it out because whatever it says don't eat, it means don't benefit. Okay? And also, Bashaira Niska of Aliva Diri Hakil. Bashaira Niska also, according to everyone, it says, everyone holds you not allowed to benefit from an ox that you have to stone. So if you went ahead and slaughtered it after the court decided yeah. it has to be stoned, you went and slaughtered it, you're not allowed to benefit from it. Right. So, 
So Chizkiah nafik le'yachel. What's the whole argument? Chizkiah learns it out because it says le'yachel. Le'yachel means it's unusual expression. Don't it shouldn't be eaten. Comes to teach him how to benefit from the chametz, how to benefit from the axe. That's that's uh, that's assigned to be uh, stoned to death. Rabbi nafik and Rabbi learns it out from the passage of Nevela. The fact that Taita has to allow me Nevela to be eaten. That I'm allowed to sell it, give it to the Ger Toshav, to the non-Jewish convert, to convert it to a Noahide, I'm allowed to sell it to the guy. That teaches me, whoever it says don't eat, means I'm allowed to benefit. So Mehdi, my question is, Ben Lamar, Ben Lamar, what's the practical difference? What's the difference of how I learn it out from? And with the Gemara, the Gemara answers, there is a difference. You know what the difference is? The difference is, if you slaughter, if you slaughter a, a non-sacred animal in the courtyard, a temple courtyard, so 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 according to Chizki, uh, according to Rabbi Vua Savar, Chizki says, When it says, don't eat from it, it comes to exclude the case of Hamid and the axe will be stoned. Oisai, when it says, by the trefa, an animal that's found to be sick, and you're not allowed to eat from it, it says, you should give it to the dog. Right. So it says, only it you can feed to the dog. Only this type of trefa, but not a, 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 a non-sacred animal that was brought outside of its boundaries and offered and slaughtered in the temple. Man, that you're not allowed to benefit from it. So that's what Chizki is telling me, that a kachul and shichr bazar, I'm not allowed to benefit from it. And Rabbi Vua Savar, Rabbi Vua holds, Oisei lemutehani, on the contrary, Oisei comes to teach me, it comes to exclude of chametz and Pesach and the axe, only in the case of, only in the case of, of a trefa, only in the case of a trefa, of a defective animal, does the Torah allow me to throw it to the dog to benefit from it. But in the case of chametz, and in the case of, according to Rabbi Yehuda, which I can't learn from a carcass, because I need the verse by carcass to teach me that I'm not allowed to give it as a gift to a non-Jew, an idolater. I'm not allowed to give a, an, a gift to an idolater. Question is, are you allowed to give a tip to a waiter? <laughs> uh, you're not allowed to give a gift to an idolater, according to Rabbi Yehuda. You can only sell it to him. Uh, but I, I have to give a gift to a Ger Toshev. So according to him, where do I learn that you're, that you're not allowed to benefit from chametz and Pesach? I'm allowed to benefit from the ox that has to be good, that has to be stoned, that gored someone killed a human being, that I have to stone him. I learned it from the Trefa. The Torah says, that only him, the Torah, allows me to benefit from it and throw it to my dog. But in the case of chametz, not. And chulun bazar, I'm allowed to benefit from it. Why? It's not biblical. Rabbinically, I'm not allowed to, but biblically, I'm allowed to benefit. So that's the practical difference in Chizkiah and Rabavur. According to Chizkiah, I'm not allowed to, biblically, I'm not allowed to benefit from a non sacred animal that I sl- slaughtered in the temple courtyard. And according to Rabavur, I'm allowed to. Okay, one last piece, and we're done.
not done. We won't be done for seven and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> we still got more mysteries to uncover. Okay, so One of the rabbis sat and commented, "Rabbi Shmuel and Chameinu, Rabbi Shmuel so he says, no, he disagrees. Means even that even though Taylor changes the language, it means strictly not eating, but there's no prohibition on benefiting. We learn from Nevela. Since the Taylor has to permit me, the Taylor has to allow me to give the carcass, that carcass to the non-Jewish convert, converted to become a Noahite, and to sell it to the idolater, it means other than if the Torah would not permit me, I would think the Torah says, don't need a carcass, means you're not allowed to benefit from it. No, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shur Malevi holds like Rabbi Yehuda, I need the Pasuk to teach me. Of course I would know you're not allowed to benefit from it. No, I wouldn't know you're not allowed to benefit from it, but I need the Torah to teach me that I'm not allowed to give a gift, a free gift to a non-Jew, I have to sell it to an, to, to an idolater, and I can't sell it to a Ger Torah, I have to give it to him as a gift. Like Mari Savalak Rabbi Yehuda, if you also like Rabbi Yehuda, typically Mehech and Nachman Rabbi Yehuda, then learn from where Rabbi Yehuda learns. Mili Kalif Tashlichonais in the case of the defective animal. Since the Torah says Oisoi, that that uh, only in this case the Torah allows you to benefit and to throw it to your dog, to give it to your dog. So, but in the case of chametz, in the case of the stone, the ox, it has to be stoned. I'm not allowed to benefit from it. No, because Savar Rabbi Shmuel Malevi holds Cholun Shnisle Bazara that Eiser is biblical. So it needs to teach me that Oisoi only this type of Tereif for this type of defective animal, but a type of another animal, which is also a treif in the sense it's done outside of its proper uh, proper boundaries. It was offered a non-sacred animal that was slaughtered in the temple courtyard. I would think I'm allowed to benefit from it. They just tell me, no, I'm not allowed to benefit from it. So according to Abishur Malevi, I don't have any verse in the title to teach me that Chametz and Pesach and Sheran Niskel is, is forbidden from, from even benefiting from it. So where do we know this? So we'll leave you in suspense and we'll learn the answer tomorrow. Happy Hanukkah. Have a wonderful day.